Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I, I I don't think you can record in all those episodes we've been doing for the last four weeks of us being what you know doing podcasts. You you didn't press the record button. Well, what? oh shit! But we yeah. did our best episodes yet. Yes, I mean, so I guess we have to start again. Um, okay. But look, is Blade Runner in your head? Nope. Great. Neither is it for me. <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. Welcome back, folks, from our unscheduled time off um, reviewing and talking with each other on Sure It'll Be Grand. I'm Daniel. This is Owen. Say hello, Owen. What's up? Yeah, and yeah, we're back from our little uh, weird break. Uh, real life stuff, folks, you know, sickness, uh Work opportunities, you know, the, the the truly terrible thing about COVID is now that it's coming over, we're busy and have to do things outside the house again. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and just we, the sickness wasn't COVID. Just no, no, it wasn't. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't it was a big deal COVID. either. We I just had the flu one week and yeah. then other things got in the way. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that's life. Uh, and we're. Some people aren't aware of this, like, suppose because we didn't announce it that much. Uh, we are planning on doing this in seasons. And we're coming very close to the end of our first season, aren't we, Owen? Yeah, we're nearly there. The plan was to treat it like a, a classic season of premiere television with, like, 24 yeah. episodes. 24 main episodes, of course. We're not counting, like, the bonus stuff we did or the, <laughs> like, the WandaVision stuff, little, you know, yeah. side, side adventures. So we're on, this is, I think, episode 22... 22, 22, maybe. 22, I think. Four more episodes of the main stuff left. Two. And two. Oh, two more. Right. Yeah. Two more. Oh, 24 episodes. Okay, 24. Sorry. I'm, Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm math, Star Trek Dan can count. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I've been watching um, all of DS9 again, as is tradition. They have 26 episodes a season? 27 episodes, actually, per season. And uh, the seven seasons. It's some heavy viewing there. Uh. <laughs> And uh, actually, here let's have a bit of a catch up. Have you been watching anything? Have you been enjoying anything? Um, no. Video games, movies, music. No, I don't watch things or enjoy things anymore. I mean, I only watch things really? for the. I watch things just for the podcast. And when we weren't doing oh. the podcast, I stopped watching things. You know, there's a That's there's it. a part of a joke there, but there is also <laughs> realness buried <laughs> no. underneath that. No, I mean, I Jesus, I don't know. It's been it's been a month. I'm sure I've watched something. I bought most recently. I I bought Biomutant. On yeah. PC yesterday, played a few hours of it. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, you know, there's some really, there's some really nice, really cool stuff in it, and there's some stuff I don't really like. But I'm not gonna stop playing it. I put it that way. You know, like not every game has to be a masterpiece either. Like sometimes it just can have a cool element to it that you dig and you kind of stick with it. You know. Yeah, that's probably where I'm at with it so far. The combat is is awesome in it. It's really fun. But outside yeah. of that, I'm just kind of oh. the combat or the game. Yeah, <laughs> the, the um the combat, but yes, 
No, uh, I wouldn't call it slow. It's cool. It's it seems it's uh, well. I'm playing on easy as I play everything. I was about to say yeah, it's easy because so you like stories. It is and easy. Enjoying yourself and not feeling bad about. <laughs> yeah, I don't play a game to test myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Do you think that started to change? I know people say, "Oh, it started with GoldenEye," or do you think Call of Duty started the real competitive? You have to be good at a game to be. <laughs> you know, recognized as being a um, good gamer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if Call of Duty started it, but it's definitely the the key. Like, if if you like the disease of, I want to be class at gaming. The main symptom is Call of Duty. <laughs> to be honest, Call of Duty's player base. I say this, who's I've played a lot of Warzone in over the last six months or so. The Call of Duty player base is the worst I've ever, ever experienced. I mean, they have the reputation for it. They're all, everybody's terrible. And yeah. I say that as somebody who's played it. Even playing the game makes me terrible sometimes. Like, it's horrible. Right. So, mm. yeah, don't, don't play. I'm not going to tell you not to play it. You know, I'm sure some people get along just fine. But, um. I wonder, it's probably, it's probably something to do with broadband as well, become more popular in those games, then suddenly have a far wider multiplayer aspect to them. Because before all the internet playing, you you kind of just played against your brother or your sister or like a cousin or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you did. You it was yeah. <laughs> past somebody that's the controller already. type like, stuff. Th- there's no 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 element of competitiveness. That's just like <laughs> I beat you because <laughs> I have some weird. Um, you know, I need to be better than you. <laughs> but like that's that's sibling rivalry as kids and all this kind of stuff. Um I've I I bought uh the legendary uh Mass Effect mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I Kazi's somewhat upset with me or rather Steam. <laughs> uh no, not really, to be honest. I w- I it was just that um so Dan, Dan Dan shares his Steam library with me so I can play games. We live in sometimes. the same house and we're family. Yes. We are, yes. Uh, and also, Dan has like six million games in his Steam library. Excuse me, as 946. Oh, sorry. Okay. Nearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm but I was. Uh, he, he, yeah. He told me he bought the Le- Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And I was like, oh, sweet. I can like play it for a little while whenever he's not playing it. But Steam yeah. apparently won't allow that. <laughs> yeah. Some games just aren't part of the family sharing thing. Mm. If you find out some way that he can, let us know. That'd be handy. If you give me remote login access to your PC, you're going to have a terrible laggy time. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. But I can play Mass Effect for yeah. free. <laughs> you, you could just play the first Mass Effect that no, I have on there. The no, 2007 no, 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 sorry. It's, no, it's I tried, rough, it. Isn't it? tried that a few oh. months ago. It's not playable anymore. I can't. I'm sorry. As much as I love it, I, it's no, thank you. Hey, did you know this is a movie review podcast? Listen, we say in our bio we will talk about games sometimes, and this might be the first Ooh. time we've done it. So <laughs> Yes, it might very well be, and I'm actually looking forward to doing it in the future, but I think we should uh, do what we said we'd do in the first place and review uh, your favourite genre of movie, um, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, is it a genre now? It almost is, isn't it? I mean, it's like I that know. detective noir sci-fi things are shit. The planet is dying. Oh look, there's robots. Is that its own? Like, there's plenty of those kind of movies. Yeah, yeah, Even but they're not anime. I don't know. Like, Have you heard of some anime? That's no, no, I don't, know. Like I don't think I've ever no. seen any anime that's similar to Blade Runner. In do you mean any good ones or 
Um, I don't think I've ever seen any anime that's similar. No, I, I've seen an anime that's similar to Blade Runner, if you want to go in terms of quality. <laughs> uh, we have an anime which is similar to Blade Runner. Yeah, we did, it, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just choosing not yeah. to... <laughs> yeah, which is weird, because again, it's... it's Ghost in the Shell. Or is it, yeah, it's Ghost in the Shell. I always mix up with Ex Machina, for some reason. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it it's oddly so. I I like Blade Runner. I kind of watched it when I was sixteen the first time, and it's one of those uh, sci-fi movies that have really stuck with me. And I'm more of a sci-fi fan than you are. Yeah, that's um, fair to say. Fair to say, yeah. Um, Should we tell them what Blade Runner is? Yes, I will in a second. Okay, I will in a second. But we're saying we'll talk about um, Ghost in the Shell and. Oddly, I'm not the biggest fan of Ghost in the Shell, even though a lot of people would argue those movies are very similar. I mean, they're they're yeah, they're in a lot of ways they're the same movie. Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. Which is even Some though it, would maybe argue I don't know, cuts, they're exactly the same. Even though when we when we talked about Ghost in the Shell, Blade Runner didn't come up either. Didn't it? <laughs> Which oh, is odd. Weird. I mentioned like the Matrix and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> Blade Runner never came up. Yeah. I don't that's think about Blade weird. Runner that much. Yes. <laughs> you say that like a weird thing. You know, I don't really. It's, it's very not weird. on my mind. You know, it's not, a, it's not on my mind regularly. I don't think about yeah. it a lot. <laughs> I think, like for me, it's a movie that I really enjoy watching and then it falls asleep in my mind. It's just like, yes, you've done your duty. Go back to sleep. Yeah, I fall asleep yeah. whilst watching it. Oh, that's how much you like it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. time. Anyway, folks, uh, Blade Runner... It's set in the far-off future of 2019. Um, the world's kind of fucked. Um, environmental collapse. Uh, humanity is building human-like um, beings to do the hard stuff in space. And uh, they have a thing where like, they put a limit on their life expectancy. It's about five years, I believe. And yeah, at the fifth year, they just kind of seize up and die and the, the the kind of messed up part of it is these um droids what's the term for them replicants replicants um you know they they they, they have some basic emotional things but they if they go past the five years they usually develop more emotional feelings and actually become even more dangerous but like so yeah they, they try to cut them off at year five and that's it but some try to escape their duty, and this is when um, Blade Runners come into it. Uh, the Blade Runner in this movie is Rick Deckard, and he's played by Harrison Ford. And yeah, his job is basically to hunt down any Blade Runners, and he's the best at figuring them out, even though Replicants. he always. Yeah. So, what did I say? You said he hunts down Blade Runners. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That'd be weird. He uh, hunts other Blade Runners. He's the no, Blade Runner's Blade movie. Runner. <laughs> yeah, but some people... I mean, that's the sequel, really, isn't it? The um, guy in the sequel is a replicant Blade Runner who hunts other replicants? Yeah, I think he just hunts replicants. I don't think he hunts that other Blade But he's a, re- he's, he's a replicant hunting he's, other yeah, he's replicants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, look, uh movie was directed by Ridley Scott. I mean... Do I have to go into the work that Ridley Scott has done? Yes, please do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to name uh, every movie Ridley Scott has ever directed because there's um, so many. He, 
he's directed the Martian, Hannibal, Gladiator, Thelma and Louise. Always like overlooked. Thelma and Louise is a fucking great movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, um, Alien, and I wrote down the Martian again. Apparently, I just like the Martian. He directed that twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also a lot of times um, movies I direct. He's also a producer on. Um, so he he. He also wrote Alien Covenant, but also produced on it. And the new Blade Runner, he did both of them too. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wrote and um, he's he directed a, and produced. He's a director. He's also in every other movie that ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, re- yeah, really Scott. Really Scott's a funny one. His if you're looking through his filmography, there's tons of like really big movies in it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how I feel about him in terms of like the quality of his filmography. There's some are, some are excellent. Like, some yeah. movies I adore in there. Genre-breakingly like, good. Like, yeah. Others are like, I, may, he kind of, okay, maybe with this one, he was kind of do what he did with the other one, but he didn't do it as well. <laughs> like, if you look at going from Gladiator to Kingdom of Heaven or something, it's like, oh, okay, Gladiator, yes, love it. One of my favorite movies of all time. Kingdom of Heaven. So much feels like a different guy was trying to copy Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, he is insanely prolific. Like, there's just some years where he has, like, five or six things on his plate. And it's it's mostly in a producer setting, and I know producers are less involved than directors and writers, but that's not... You, you can't scoff at it, like, oh, he's not doing it. Like, 2019 is insanity. If you look at his IMDb... And- 2019. He's just, I think he's just in every movie um, that year that he could possibly do. Yeah, is he? Um, because a lot of these would be maybe just executive producer credits. Yeah, in terms um, of that, yeah, it's executive producer. Yeah, them, it might be producer. A good few of them. Yeah, if he's just producer, he might actually be doing the work. Executive producer credit can sometimes just be he puts some money into it and he gets us to put yeah. his name on the end of it, or. You know, he something talks to the studio, yeah, the something along those lines. It's not, it's not a big but still, thing, but you know, not to say this, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even just like stuff that's coming up, um, like announced, it's again, folks, I just recommend going to IMDb and look what's coming up. I forgot that they're making Gladiator 2. Um, I hope they're not doing the Gladiator 2 that they planned in the first place, which was. <laughs> them going into the afterlife and fighting the gods. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hope that's what they are doing. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? I want to see Max. Wait, this is movie fight. you absolutely love, but you'd love for that to be a secret. Yeah, sure. That's, that's the wrong. I don't you know, know man. I don't want a happen. sequel to Gladiator. Why would no, it doesn't need one? Gladiator. What do you want a sequel It'd to Gladiator for? That, oh, his son was actually not killed. It was it's another. It's this stupid kid. fucking notion now that yeah. movie studios have that they're looking at every single like successful property that they own and going we would that needs to be a franchise we need to get six sequels two prequels two tv series set in that universe 42 books a comic book thing we need to have a crossover with someone like fuck just let a movie be a movie like just hey, shut up man. go away look, man, as long as they oddly cgi richard harris into it again i'm okay with it listen no Right, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want any of it. I don't need. What's a gladiator sequel even look like? I mean, honestly. I mean, the original plan was that he'd go into the afterlife and fight gods. I believe. Uh, 
Which was he going to like journey through Hades' realm to save the souls the, of his? Kid I love how you started with the, a ridiculous tone and slowly start talking yourself into it. You're like, "What do you mean going to Hades and going through the lands and fighting for the people travel, he's loved?" He's going to float down the river Styx <laughs> to save the souls of his child and his wife. And there's Richard Harris, and, and he will have waving. his. Ve- that's that's all, but yeah, he'll have his vengeance in this life or the next, Dan. And it's the next, and life. it just happens to be in the next. But he also Imagine. got it in the in the. Oh, I mean, Imagine uh, Gladiator. The next life. Yeah, okay, I'm in. I'm sold. All right, let's go, Ridley. I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, So we have some writing crowds as well. Um, Hampton Fancher, who seems to have been involved with every single uh, Blade Runner thing ever to exist since uh, the movie. Uh, There's a whole bunch there. And then we have David Webb, uh, who was also involved with 12 Monkeys, uh, which is fantastic movie um that you probably also don't like um and then philip k dick uh who wrote the novel and is a very prolific sci-fi writer who sadly passed away in the 1980s at some stage mm-hmm. yeah trying not to to minimize that but yeah um this is the start for blade runner and i suppose we can jump right into it what the hell is going on here I mean, what the hell is going on? So I kind of blew my load already, um, explaining what the movie was about. But um, yeah, so we meet basically Rick Deckard, Harrison Ford. Um, see, Harrison Ford is like three different characters in my head. It's Indiana Jones, um, Han Solo, and Rick Deckard. And each of them are just Harrison Ford. No, no. See, that's that's not fair. That's not... Mm. Okay. It's not unfair. It's not unfair, but I would say <laughs> he does put a bit of a different filter on himself for each They're one. all just like. slight variations on I'm Harrison Ford, I'm very charismatic. Look at me. Except for Deck Rickard, whatever the fuck, in Blade Runner, who has no charisma whatsoever. And it's actually yeah, an achievement yeah. to put Harrison Ford in a movie... And not have him be like, oh yeah, I like this guy. So what? What, what do you not like about him? Um, he there's nothing. He's like a void of life. He's like oh. he's just there on the screen, and there's nothing. It's it's genuinely amazing to me to see Harrison Ford on screen in anything ever, and not at least think, ah yeah, but it, Harrison Ford's nice. He's he's such a charismatic person, and Blade Runner lacks any charisma at all for me i just don't see anything i'm just looking at rick deckard and being like this guy's so fucking boring yeah actually i would say uh, obviously it's on purpose but uh rutger hauer who played uh roy batty who's you know uh it's the famous quote you know i've seen ships ablaze and the main villain is far more charismatic even though we know He's a replicant. He's, synth- you know, he's synthetically reacting to things. You you care a little bit more about him than you would, like Deckard, even though he's the other guy's a psychopath. Yeah, like he's the closest to caring about something that I came in the movie. Yeah, okay. it's him. 
for maybe just for that one scene. <laughs> Not even that. No, he's kind of crazy in it. Rucker Harris does a great job in the movie. Yeah, I, does, I will yeah. say that. And he's fantastic. Ag- but Again, I, I believe that quotes at the end, he added a lot to it himself. He like he wrote lost lost like it. tears in the rain and stuff. Yeah, he yeah, like, he came yeah. up with that himself. I think yeah. And arguably, it, it might be the like look. There's a lot of good stuff in this movie, especially uh, special effects wise and model wise and all this kind of stuff. But I think that last line is the line that sticks with a lot of people who've watched this movie. It's it's the line from the movie. It's poignant. It's important. You know, we all we're all worried about our legacy fading away so quickly. You know, what is life? It's not remembered. <laughs> uh, folks, all I'm looking at is Owen right now, just like nodding his head. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Look, we'll go into a bit of it. Uh, uh, Rick Deckard, I believe he's newly divorced in the movie, and his wife describes him as a dead fish. His ex-wife, which <laughs> kind of feeds into <laughs> she a, fucking hit the nail on the head purpose. there, didn't she? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, he he's basically um a special ops cop. He's a Blade Runner. And he gets called back in um, to the force because, first of all, they have him by the balls. They can make his life very bad if he... It's like, it has corruption in the force. And he, he doesn't want to go back. I think he's starting to, like, not enjoy being a Blade Runner. But he is the best. They make a big case of this. And... Um, you know, he ends up uh, going to this multi-billionaire who's, who re- presents to him uh, Rachel, or Raquel. What's, how do they pronounce it? Rachel. Rachel, yeah. Just just being clear. For some reason, my brain went, is it Raquel? You're going to make a fool of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> it's just, just um, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, and Raquel is... Raquel, without knowing herself, is a replicant herself, and um, Rick Deckard does a test on her, and trying to see if he can actually discover that she is a replicant herself. Is a replicant that doesn't know that a replicant, like, is that the thing that makes them obvious? You know, that, that's that's the point of, I think, the first encounter there. And the worry is that someone has um, arrived on Earth, uh, three replicants, um, or as I like to call them, murder hobos. And, yeah. Hmm? Hey, why are they called Blade Runners? I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> There's no reason. They're not, yeah. it's just, it's some from some other book completely. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, the guy who was writing the script, Hampton Fancher, whatever the hell, Ridley Scott was like, hey, what's... He was explaining the concept of the thing to him, to Ridley Scott. Yeah. Ridley Scott said, what's what's his profession called? And your man, like, flicked through some books he had, and there's another sci-fi book called The Blade Runner. And he just went, oh, he's called a Blade Runner. Ridley Scott went, cool. Oh. I think that's okay. it. Like, there's no reason. <laughs> I was always trying to think of it as like, oh, because it may, like, okay, may, I don't know if you want to talk about it now or you want to leave it till later. The whole like, Let's is talk. is is I am is is, is Rick a replicant thing? Yeah. 
right? But it, if you think about it, that, I always thought it was like a, a Blade Runner, as in he's like running along the edge of a knife. He's he's like, yeah, he could fall to either side at any moment, and is he on the replicant yeah. side or the other? Which is maybe the best I can come up with. But apparently, they didn't even think about it that much. It's just like Blade Imagine Runner sounds cool. Gave him like a samurai sword. If if he was if Rick Deckard was a samurai, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> remake Blade Runner but set it in feudal Japan and put Tom Cruise in there somewhere <laughs> that sounds familiar I like it I like it uh, uh, I mean so uh, uh, I is mean, he a replicant Dan I mean <sighs> okay so we know Ridley Scott basically said yeah he is but Ridley Scott also made the point that he is but he doesn't mind if people have other opinions about it. It's meant to be the viewer coming up with the answer. But, like, if you look around, like, Descartes' room and house, there are so many random pictures, like, and old pictures, like, really old pictures all over the place. Yet he doesn't seem to be, like, closely connected to any of them. He never picks one up and goes, like, yeah, that's my aunt, or... Oh yeah, that's my mother. We we really don't know much about him as a person. It just seems like it's formulated. No, yeah, we don't. That's true. Yeah. And he does have a child. Oh no, they they do they have a child in the second movie? Yeah, that's like the whole thing in the second movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's Ra- Rachel and Rachel and Rick after like running away together at the end of the movie yeah. have a child, and then yeah. that child gets taken or some shit. And Rick, ne- Rick never, or they give it to some other group to raise because this child is yeah. like being hunted because she's the offspring of a replicant. Because Rachel is a replicant, yeah. and they're like, "Oh shit, replicants yeah. can have kids. We need to kill her." What, or something. Rachel's so, a replicant? What? Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we need to kill this kid because this, you know, people can't find out that replicants can reproduce. That's fucked up." Yeah. And Rick never meets her, and then he meets fucking Shits McGee, whatever your man's name is, Ryan Gosling's replicant Blade Runner guy, and uh, <laughs> they, they, I don't know. He meets Rick Deckard in the middle of the movie, and he's like an old man now. And then the end of the movie, I think, is him meeting his daughter for the first time. While Shits McGee dies, I think. I completely forgot most of the movie. I mean, I would say, visually, it's a gorgeous movie. Visually, Um, the sequel is far superior to the original. But they're both... No, I just don't really like either of them in terms of what's happening or the characters or anything. I don't know. Is is Rick a replicant? Um, I don't don't think he is, uh, to to be honest. I think that if... If you think of him as a replicant, the movie is much more interesting. Yeah. If you think, oh, he's a replicant. If the movie say, like, not that if the movie tells you, it doesn't have to tell you, but like, if you have it in your head, rip, yeah, this this guy's a replicant. It makes a lot of what's happening more layered and interesting in terms of the plot of Blade Runner. But I don't really think he is. I don't think that was ever. I don't think it was ever really intended for him to be that. I think that's it like. I think some people were like, yeah. Ooh, look at this. Some guy on some fucking 4chan place or something was like, I think he's a replicant after hitting too many acids one night or something and then went yeah. and then Ridley Scott heard about it and went, Sure. Yes, the I'm one, a genius. <laughs> the one thing though is like there is that one scene in the final cut where we see his eyes do the same shine as replicants do. 
which apparently no one in the movie recognized. Yeah, that shine. see, that's the thing. This is why <laughs> that bugs me about that, right? Because people yeah. they've taken that as like that's a sign that this person is a replicant. But if that if it was that easy. What's the point in the big convoluted test that takes seven hours that they have to give to replicants? Just, just shine a light on them or take a fucking, take an old camera with a flash on and take a photo of them and see, oh, well, he's got red eyes and that f- in this image, he's a fucking replicant. If, it's, if that really, truly yeah. is an indicator of, yes, no, they're a replicant, then the re- everything else in the movie falls apart. It's like, you don't need the test. We get it's it. Definitely like, more. I I think it's meant to be a cue for obviously for the uh, watcher rather than the movie itself. Probably, it's, it's yeah. Because be if it was movie. if it was an actual thing in world that replicants' eyes yeah. glowed red on occasion, or it had a weird me- metallic shine. Yeah, then it be, would be on, yeah. pretty damn easy to figure out who's a replicant or not. <laughs> Do you think that like the the Blade Runner is just a well kept secret? It's like here, look. Don't tell anyone. Don't fucking tell right. them, right? Because if... This is how we keep the yeah, fucking job. If, if it's that easy to figure out who's a replicant, what the fuck are we supposed to do? All right? <laughs> We're screwed, man. <laughs> They'll have this whole um, side story. That, yeah, if you ever have someone in, you're testing them. If you're not a Blade Runner, but you're testing someone if they're a replicant, doing a very well-lit room, like like a nice overcast, not direct lights, you know, just, just you know. Um, mm, yeah. Of which there are none in this movie, so you're no, fine. There isn't. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's I personally, no, I love the sets in this uh, movie. There's no daylight. There's there's nothing is ever well lit. Yeah, I, but I think it adds to like that hopeless future. Like it's it's Earth is not doing well. Like it's meant to be. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy that he he said it in 2019. He was only a year off. Yeah. If he'd said it tw- a year later, 2020, and that's basically what the world is now. <laughs> yeah. It's always, yeah, it's always funny how ambitious they are for the future, but then also they miss a lot of the actual agony that would happen um, in real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just, you're going to do sci-fi. Just set it in a different galaxy. Just be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put a year yeah. on it. like. <laughs> or, like, make a point that it's a divergent timeline or something, like... Oh, a Tom like like yeah, for yeah, yeah. you know yeah then, then alternate it's, thing it's believable. But look, to be fair, I always love the joke. Like in the far off future in 2019, and then you're like 2021 going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so far away. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine he'll release a new cut of it now next year, like whatever the the ninth Blade Runner cut. That's just the final cut, but he's just changed the subtitle at the start to say Los Angeles 3019. <laughs> No, they just have it with uh, um, the current Harrison Ford CGI and face. I am a replicant. Aha! Yeah, bring back the Harrison Ford narration from the theatrical <laughs> cut. That's what we need. You're just being one. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. This I, fucking I, movie. I, I only did this movie yeah. for money. I don't know what? why people yeah, expect me to have opinions and feelings about this. So, I don't know what I'm doing here. So Harrison, is your character in Blade Runner a replicant? What the fuck is a replicant? Doug, let me just get back into my helicopter. Yeah. I'm fucking tired talking to you. I want to fly. What What the fuck is Blade Runner? What are you talking about? Okay. Uh, did Han shoot first? I don't fucking care. Like, what are you would, you, would you come about? back for like another Blade Runner? Yeah, if you fucking... You're going to pay me, of course. It's a job. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you have any passion whatsoever? I like planes. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, what a man. What a man. Yeah. It's so oh, refreshing to see somebody yeah. who's like uh, a big star of like geek 
cultured things just not really care about the things yeah. that he's in. Like, you don't have to... Like, he's such a direct contrast to, yeah. say, like, Mark Hamill in terms yeah. of, like, Star Wars things. Who's Mark Hamill is, like, has built his entire personality around, I was in Star Wars. And Harrison Ford Joker. is just, like... I don't... Yeah. It, was a, it was a job I did. I don't care. Yeah. I wanted them to kill me. Like, I ki- kept asking them to kill yeah, my character. Please, please, please kill my character. That's the only they, reason I came back. I asked them to do it, it froze me. Yeah. And then he brought me back for the next movie. <laughs> the only reason I came back for The Force Awakens was because J.J. Abrams said, we're going to kill you, Han Solo. I said, all right, perfect, great. I don't have to go to conventions anymore. And then he came back for the last <laughs> movie. <laughs> then he, yeah. I still ah, think they CGI'd his head onto a body. I don't think they actually... No, I don't think it was him. That. I don't think he... Had, yeah. There's no way they got Harrison Ford back to do a scene after Han Solo died. Got, they recorded face-wise, but that's just his yeah, head. I mean, yeah, I don't know. No, I it mean. is. It definitely is. <clears throat> like, there's no doubt about that. But, um, yeah. Good old... And that's the thing, like, going a bit of a tangent. That's why when um, the actor... I'm sorry for any fans out there. The actor who played... Um, Chewie uh, passed away. Like, all Harrison Ford said in interviews, like, I loved him. And it just seemed, uh, seemed sincere because, you know. Peter Mayhew. Mayhew. Yeah. Just what, what I really liked, and it's a big cringy Twitter stuff, but the account of his replied saying, he knew. And it was just like, okay. I mean, you know, I don't think Harrison Ford would have liked that, but I like no, that. No, I mean, that, that's the like, yeah. That's the sentimental Star Wars reference stuff that Harrison Ford is not a fan of. (laughs) Here's Harrison Ford doing one genuine sentimental thing. I loved him. And they still had to bring him back to fucking Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, uh, he's a grumpy... He's like a grumpy uh, granduncle, you know, but you love him for it. Yeah. um, Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, he meets, you know, Dr. Eldon Tyrell. You know, he he's the guy who's this big megacorp. He's designed all these replicants, and he designs Rachel. And who, if I could just point out, his last name in Ireland would be pronounced Tyrrell. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to throw that out there, Game of Thrones that's also... That's the Irish section of our podcast. Yeah, Game of Thrones <laughs> also uses the last name Tyrell, spelled yeah. the same way, but in Ireland it's Tyrrell. Yeah. It's pronounced Tyrrell. Tyrrell yeah. Like Jackie Tyrrell. Famous Kilkenny hurler. You know, so it, it's a weird one. Um, there's another character, and there's another Blade Runner actually called Gaff, and he's kind of the guy that brings um, him. And he's got the goatee, and he likes the origami and that kind of stuff. Sure, remember him? Um, yeah, that he's played by Edward James almost or almost almost. Yeah, um, which like he he changed growing up, didn't he? Um, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, um, so Decker's brought back in and they're basically trying to tell him, hey, yeah, um, some bad replicants out there, uh, you should probably find them and kill them because that's your job. And Rachel is starting to doubt her own existence um, and she gets in contact with him and it's just like, hey, my memories, are they real? And mm. he kind of goes, yeah. haha, they're not. And then he, she gets upset, uh, I'm only joking. Because she's a new type of replicant. Yeah. Right? But she doesn't know she's a replicant. Which is, I think, the point that the doctor was trying to make, that if they don't know that they're a replicant in the first place, it's harder to 
identify them as one, but the knowledge of being a replicant identifies them as a replicant as well. Yeah. Yeah. Except, but the guys he's chasing know they're replicants. Yes, they do. All right. Why was he interviewing Rachel? Rachel was just... I think they were just trying to basically it was his way of testing that. So yeah, just Deckard like the the interview with Rachel that Decker yeah. does is unrelated to his search yes, for the Obler replicants. I'm starting to, th- but I mean, guess this is where people come along with the whole oh, but Decker is a replicant and this is a replicant testing another replicant. Da, 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 da. Uh, because you would have thought maybe it's a proof that he could hunt down these other replicants, but he knows what they look like. He has the yeah. He knows everything yeah. about them. I I'm just yeah. trying to figure out why. He, I just thought about it now. To be honest, like why was he interviewing yeah. Rachel at the start? Was this just? like... I think a, it's basically the doctor trying to see if his new fucking. It's just an under, yeah. He just was like, oh, I have. There's a Blade Runner coming over. Might as well get him to interview Rachel while he's here. Yeah. <laughs> then he falls in love with her. There's a part of me that just kind of hoped that when Rick Decker came in and saw the replicant owl, he would have just gone, ooh, owl. How do you, that's the thing, you know, you have to like question them and like see dilation in the eye and all this kind of stuff to see if they're real or not. Do you do that with the animals as well? <laughs> Does he just like put an owl in front of goes, all right. Well, um, you can't, you can't use the the glowing eyes thing for an owl replicant. Oh, you can because the eye does glow. Well, owl's eyes glow anyway. So, but so did the snake, I believe. I mean, like nocturnal, more nocturnal creatures have that eye glow thing naturally. So them being a replicant wouldn't change. Maybe the replicant versions of the owl doesn't glow. But, but it did actually. <laughs> it the did. Actually I know it did. Yeah, which is just <laughs> another cue to say the eye glow thing doesn't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, or it does. Or maybe it does. Or Who knows? Certainly not Ridley yeah. Scott or whoever wrote this movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So you know, they start to get closer um, somehow because, like you said, Rick Deckard is not the most charming individual. He nope. kind of, he's he's sick of life. He's kind of gone down a dark part of his life. And that's oddly where um, Gaff, the other Blade Runner, is just like, you know, get out of it when you can kind of thing. You know, live your life, experience life, don't get stuck into this function. Because that's the whole idea of the whole movie is that, you know, experience what's out there. Let it change you. Live. And, I mean, this is why these replicants that came from space and they wanted to continue existing. They continue wanting to experience and have their experience continue. But, yeah, um, so the replicants uh, eventually find um, a fella that... Holy crap! I can't remember his name now. Uh, uh, he he's uh, he he works on puppets and toys and um, he kind of tries to he makes his own friends as he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that that's like privately. <laughs> I think his profession is he makes parts for replicants. No, yeah, or something. He helps design because he says it to the Harley Quinn replicant. That he's like, oh, I I worked on, I made some of you. Like, she's yeah. fucking Harley, she's just Harley Quinn. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure who. Yeah. Batman the animated series guy. What's his name? Um, to Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim yeah. watched Blade Runner. Was like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a character just exactly her in Batman <laughs> made yeah. Harley Quinn? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's that's probably fair. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, we also see like other 
people. There's a lot of synthetic stuff going on. You know, there's um, there is. I think the name was Hannibal Chew, a fella that um made organic eyes because the, the replicants aren't just like that was the thing for me. They're not robots. They're biological entities. Mm, yeah, they're more. They're I guess they're more like clones than. Are they clones? Robot. If robots. he makes eyes, robots. Do you think it's more like they're they they're more akin function? to clones in the sense that they're biological life forms? Yeah, like they're not. They're you know, their parts are they're not cloned as a whole, I guess, but they're they're artificially biological. Yeah, words. Uh, <laughs> do you mean like Android seventeen eighteen from Dragon Ball? No, they were robots that got wished into being real humans. No, they were real humans originally and got turned by him into having mechanical compounds. And then they got they wished back into being humans? Uh, the Did bomb they? got removed. I believe they still have the robot parts in them. Do they? Yeah. Well, why did Krillin's big wish was to make Android 18 yeah. a real girl? No, so we could boink her. Dragon Ball Bridge too recently. <laughs> Do you think that was the wish? No, it, it wasn't was. specifically that. He wished that they were like alive and as people again. No, th- I think the wish was to get rid of the bombs inside them. Oh, I thought they were like removed elsewhere. Oh no, well, Android 16 blew up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what well, a useless go. fucking guy. <laughs> Even though he's weirdly loved by the fandom. Anyway. Yeah, well, that scene is is nice when he sacrificed himself. But Jesus, he was useless. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so there is this continued uh, journey. The replicants want to meet their creator, Doctor Eldrin uh, Tyrell, and <laughs> um, you know they want to find a way to live longer. And Tyrell kind of goes like, uh, "No, it's not possible. I'm sorry." And he he is he's almost treated like as a godhood in this. They do kind of even though. They probably hate him for what the limitations they got from him. They do almost treat him like this is my father or God, mm, and they could, yeah. he could help. But you know, the moment it shows Roy, that he Roy Batty do does much, anyway in that scene. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the moment he finds out, uh, no, he can't. Uh, brain squash dead, and that's when the weapons kind of just lose it, pretty much, and. Decker, uh, you know, goes through this weird abandoned house, weird full of puppetry, and tries like shoots Harley Quinn. I'm just gonna stick with what you said. Mm, yeah, it's fine. She's mind. Harley Quinn. I don't know what her name is in this movie. Yeah. Just, just call her Harley Quinn. <laughs> I'm starting to think I might not like this movie, um, <laughs> dude. Or well, I'm just, I'm uh, maybe I'm just apathetic in general. The big, see, the, the big question for you after watching this. That we posed yeah. was why did you, why do you like Blade Runner and not like Ghost in the Shell? See, I think it's not so much about the story as sort. I love the world they crafted. I love the CG effects. I loved um, the sense of dread of a world that's collapsing. Um, I didn't appreciate the weird. <laughs> small people are criminals in this. That was weird. There's a lot. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, but like I, I, I think atmospheric wise and world building wise, it's gorgeous. It's far ahead of anything at the time. Like it's it's convincing. Like you see this world in your head, and all I've ever wanted from this as a continuation was like, 
to see things off world. I want to see what he was talking about, about having, you know, basically a clone army up in space fighting and mining and see what the social problems are up there because it feels like Earth is kind of at a dead end in this. Like, mm. it's just tying up loose ends. So I love the world. I even love the idea of life, you know, how you should enjoy it, what is real and what's not real. All the world building is fantastic, really wonderful stuff that I will always be in love with. And look, I've also watched these movies and really enjoyed them in the past. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just apathetic recently. Maybe it's due to living in a world that isn't as bright anymore and it's hard to like match what that future holds a little bit too much maybe it's a yeah. bit too close you know and even look we can talk oh we have no artificial intelligence but we're constantly told um what humans have value and what humans don't you know as, as a society and it's kind of messed up yeah yeah that's true that's yeah so, a lot of people so think, a lot of people share those opinions yeah so i think i love this movie and I don't. I know there's gonna be someone at home going, "Oh my god, it's not that bad in real life." And it's obviously not as bad as it is in Blade Runner, but there's a lot of similar themes that make it uncomfortable viewing now. You know, mm, yeah. Where you kind of want to, ex- you want to have adventure and like put down the dreary world and find beautiful things. And there is beauty in this movie because he finds love with Rachel at the end, and they they escape this world of order and structure and live their own life they drive away together in a car into the forest yeah that was one of like, this one that's the ending in one of the cuts i think yeah yeah but you know and <laughs> so fucking stupid i suppose that's the, that's the nice part uh i don't know man i just like this movie for me is uh, everything is surface level to be honest it's all there's no i don't see any real depth to any of it it's it's like Really, Scott has always been a visual director, all right? But in this one, he kind of just, his sense of character or narrative just went out the window for me. I don't know what happened. There's shots in it. I'm not over, I'm never, I'm not massively impressed with the this movie in terms of, like, the visuals because I think that there's a, it has a huge problem with lighting. And I think it, it's just, it's very hard to see anything that's happening in a lot of the movie, which is a problem even evidenced by the fact that multiple cuts of the movie had to change the lighting to make it be able to see things. So it's it's grand. I don't know. I think it's all... I don't know. It's just not... It's just not there for me. It's one of the most boring sci-fi movies I've ever seen. I suppose in... It's the difference of sci-fi movies you enjoy to the ones I enjoy. You like your sci-fi with action and comedy and i'm not saying this is a bad thing like they're genuine things to enjoy like but you like your action here you like charm like this is kind of like you you like the star trek rebooted movies and i didn't hate them necessarily but i would say like they're very different movies to the show for example Mm -hmm. where the show does like take its time and deals with humanities and there's a lot more talk and there's not as much action as the movies any stretch, right? But I suppose 
good sci-fi for me is about the lingering question. Um, Anyone who's um, watched Tales from the Loop, that's a lot of what that is. Like, the strange sci-fi occurrence happens in it, but mostly it's like, but what would people do in that moment? What would people feel and consider and how would they resolve these things? It's a human story in a world that doesn't exist just yet. Yeah, but Blade Runner asks... Blade Runner, there's no answers to the questions that Blade Runner It, do, it doesn't need to. The good sci-fi, that's the lingering question, though. It's, it's not about answering it, necessarily. Do you it's not just think that's just like, oh, let the audience can feel smart now because they get to think about this stuff? I don't think it's about that. I think it's good I just sci-fi don't. does ask questions that's up Fucking to give me an answer. It does kind of give you an answer. Oh, any of that shit. Go and find life by yourself. Decide. You define what life is. You think Blade Runner says that? Yes. Absolutely. I don't see that in the movie at all. I mean, the whole thing is that Decker decides to stop caring if Rachel is a replicant or not. And they live their life. They're busy living rather than dying. And like, even like Gaff, that's this big thing. He's happy that they take note and left this life behind. It's not in the movie, though. So. The movie just ends prior to them living their life. And then we yeah. find out in the sequel that they didn't live. But a we life. don't have to see them living their life. We do. I journey. need to. I need a Blade Runner midquel. That's just Rachel and Deckard. <laughs> just a frying pan. Just getting food, getting pregnant and living around. in domesticated bliss in the forest. Yeah, see, no, I, <laughs> I I don't think that's needed. But like, yeah, we've kind of jumped into that section of what we thought of the movie um, without doing our little sound bit. <laughs> ah, I don't know. We're here. <laughs> It's we're rust, we're rusty guys, okay? Yeah, we're rusty <laughs> folks. Um, and sorry to be rusty on a movie that matters a lot to a lot of people. I, I think if we're a little bit more on the ball, maybe a bit closer to having watched this, because we watched this about four weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen it. We've all seen. We've both seen it multiple times, though. At the same time. Yeah, but there is a difference between freshness of just watching something. Yeah, sure. And talking, in fact. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so... I I still think it's such an important movie that asks an important question. I think visually it's gorgeous for me. I know, like you said, you had lighting issues. And maybe I never saw the original uh, cinema release in the States. Maybe it, that's a lot darker. But the lighting has never been an issue for me. But that's just maybe me. Um, I think it's an important movie to watch. Um even if it's just on reputation. And that's kind of my two cents on it. You know, um, do watch this movie if you're interested into maybe more dour sci-fi. And, you know, have a good time. Uh, or uh, <laughs> We don't have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed to have a good time now. You'll get something uh, out of it, but I don't think it'll be... F- it won't be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... it's it, like... I personally think the movie ends in hope, but again, like you said, the sequel kind of changes that a little bit. <laughs> sequel, I like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. This I, the sequel is also not a movie that I particularly enjoyed, but I think with the stuff you talked about in terms of the visuals and stuff, I think I enjoyed that in the sequel. Yeah. Those things, it's great to look at, but that's yeah. Denis Villeneuve. Oh, I can never pronounce his last name. Denis Villeneuve. 
I think. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. He's he's a master in terms of fucking just visuals and shit, man. I can't wait for his whatever he whatever he pulls out with this Dune movie he's going to make. It's going to look yeah. good. Is it a movie now or is it a TV show? Because I've lost track. No, no, it's What's a movie. Happening? It's a movie. It's okay, a full-on movie. Yeah, it's coming out. Because uh, <laughs> I've heard movies, TV shows so many times now. It's, I, um, I think it's being released in Sept. No, December. D- did it get pushed back a full year? I think December of this year is what yeah. they're aiming for now. They wanted a cinema release for this. And I yeah, it was it. supposed to be out before, like, December 2020. And then yeah. they were like, nah, it's, we'll, you know. We're not going to throw this out like on that. Disney Plus. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I think movies like that deserve to have a cinema release because they're made for cinema. Like It's yeah. kind of like Gravity and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. You probably have a great time watching them at home as well. And that's fine. But you're not getting the preferred. Yeah, format. there are. I, this is. It just comes back to. <laughs> was it um, the, when Martin Scorsese's The Irishman came out? And he said that, oh like, God, the the perfect, the right way to watch it is on a big screen or something. It's just a meme of people watching it on the most stupid things, like yeah, watching well, The Irishman as Scorsese intended, and they have it, like, on the little mini keypad on their fridge or yeah. something. It's just <laughs> oh, man. I uh, don't know. Maybe this is, like, the um, unpopular opinion, but that movie bored the shit out of me. The Irishman? And I love Scorsese stuff. I really do. You know I do. Like, mm. But... Oh, that's and people got annoyed with me. I someone I was watching with, and he got annoyed with me because I just couldn't focus. I just look. It's long as shit. It is. It is a long ass movie, and I yeah. think um, as much as I gave out about people who um, when it was released, like people were uh, similar to when Endgame came out, and people were releasing yeah. like, oh, here are the perfect times that you can take bathroom breaks, and here's how to break up the Irishman into six episodes or whatever. Yeah, which I think. I don't know. Just shut up. Shut up. Watch the fucking movie. But like, fine. If you if if you have to break it up and watch it that way, I think do. I loved the Irishman. I was, I was engrossed in the whole thing. Even on outside of because I don't I don't think the de aging shit is is just weird. Whenever I see it, no matter what it's in, I just can't. I'm just every time I look at it, I'm just like, no. No, you know, I would have. Ru- they could have like, probably put his face onto a younger body as well, especially when he's like, <sighs> hitting a shot. Oh, dude, that's the the, that scene where like ninety-year-old Robert De Niro tries to kick. The thing is, we didn't even need to see his face. You could have his back turned and just you have could, some younger guy. Just that's kicking that's him. the thing. Like you could just do a body double or something for that, yeah. or like ca- try and cast somebody to play him younger or whatever. But outside of that, even taking all that weird shit out of it, I loved it. I thought the Irishman was great, but that's we're not talking about the Irishman today. Uh, maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe I'll, I'll break up into nice six episodes. Uh, <laughs> maybe you. <laughs> it'll work. I, the thing is, I like long movies. I'm like you. I, I'm just like, just watch it. Just, just it gets you free time and watch the fucking thing. You know. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's due to me having watched Look. the Lord of the Rings extended edition yeah, all in the same know, day multiple it. times. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think it was funnier, not so much with the Irishman, but with like Endgame. When they announced Endgame was three hours long and people had a yeah. shit fit. They're like, how am I going to sit in this movie theater for fucking three hours and watch Tony Stark make poop jokes? What it, like, it's it's not that complicated to watch Endgame. Like Marvel movies, <laughs> they're designed to keep you going, haha. <laughs> Like <laughs> all I imagine is you a half an hour before the movie already sitting down eating popcorn going, yeah. I'm fucking I yeah I mean considering <laughs> we had to queue for an hour to get into the midnight release of Endgame, <laughs> and then we sat in our seats for another hour after the movie closed, 
Yeah. Number one, watching the 35 minutes of credits just in case something happened at the end of it. Yeah. And two, just talking about the movie. So I don't fucking, it's, you know. Uh, I, you know what? I actually got so disappointed in myself with that thing because I knew there was nothing afterward except that one Tony Stark hitting the hammer sound at the very end. Uh, so there was this woman who's, you know, worked at the cinema and went, uh, you can leave. There's nothing at the end. And there was actually the part of the went, well, actually, there is. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, afterwards, I've always, like, I, I was always a little bit annoyed. I was like, yes, there is. You're lying to them. But it's like, there isn't, though, really. <laughs> yeah, not really. Not in, not in what we've come to expect at the no end. No new of, content. Like, it's just a hammer mm. sound. <laughs> it's, yeah, I was, it's always funny for me. Every time I see an MCU movie in the cinema, every single time I'm reminded that there are still just casual, like, fans that just are like, oh, what's this? Uh, oh, cool. There's a new, There's oh, they made a Spider-Man movie. I might go see that. Because yeah. every single time people people get up, pri- like, right as the movie ends yeah. and leave. And all of a sudden there's like, guys, do you not realize this is, there's going to be a little, like, East scene here in like five minutes you hate yourself for too like, oh, i hate like, it because oh, i'm, so, I'm also I? sad they're like it's not that fucking important man i can go home and google it yeah. like from that fucking and <laughs> let's be fair there's three kind of people there's the one that people just leave because they don't care or they don't know uh then there's and um, the people like check the phone code is there an end scene is there an end scene there, I'm, okay there is we have i'm to that wait. one yeah and then there's the other ones who are just like i don't know if there's I, I didn't check, but that could be, even though, you know, there's people in the line saying there isn't. There might be, you know, people could oversight and they just sit there anyway, just in case. Yeah, I'm the, like, I'm the middle one. Yes. I like as soon as the credits start rolling, because normally, like, I will generally go to the cinema with the same people. I'm like, yeah. they'll ask me, <laughs> expecting me to know. So I'm like, is there, a, is there an end credit scene? Do we have to stay to the end? And I'm like, I'll just, I'll just Google it there. And see. Yeah. <laughs> Does Black Widow have an end credit sequence? And it'll oh be like, God, yes, I mean, but it's not worth that? staying for. All right, cool. Are we watching Black Widow? I mean, privately, probably. I don't fucking care about Black Widow. Do you want to review it now? Um, no, not, no, probably not. What about the Loki series? I'm putting you in the fire today, man. What um, about the Loki series? I don't Yeah, do you want? We c- yeah, sure, we can. I mean, I think it's it's we're more interested in the Loki series than we have been of um, Winter Soldier. Whatever it was, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I kind of end up liking the show. To be Captain honest, Falcon um, and the Captain guy. America and yeah, yeah. Captain. Cap- oh, he was it should Black have been Falcon. Oh, <laughs> a lot of people are saying um, the at the end they should have changed um, the Winter Soldier as well to the White Wolf because um, it's be him moving on from being the Winter Soldier that he's now. What the Wakandans called him? Yeah, they could have. Yeah, and even the like the person who did went, yeah, they, we should have done that. But no. Well, time for an extended cut. <laughs> you know what they should have done? They should just change it to Bucky, because no one t- calls him the Winter Soldier. No one does. They they talked in the past tense. Oh yeah, he was a Winter Soldier one. But I don't hear fans saying, oh yeah, the Winter Soldier, when they talk about this character. No, they, they call, call him oh, James. Bucky. No, we don't. James Buchanan Barnes. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> I'm watching we watch the original Captain America movie again. I watched it Once. recently. It's good. Yeah, still, it's, it's, good yeah still? it's still good, yeah. Still good. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's it for today. Um a bit of a loose one, folks. Um 
Um, we're happy you are back listening for those who have returned. Um, we're gonna have a, I think we're gonna have a little something special planned for the last episode of the first season. A little teaser mm-hmm. for what's to come and that kind of thing. But we um, have one more regular episode to come. And what are we reviewing? We're watching, um, in, in, we're, we're, wa- we're, uh, no, hang on. I was trying to think of a way to phrase this. <laughs> uh, we're fucking, we're watching the mummy. Oh, like the, the good one or the bad one? No, the fuck, the good one. The okay. Brendan Fraser, <laughs> Rachel I, I Weiss. Like you said the first one for a second. Mm, it's not the first one either. <laughs> it's not the first one either. The, the 1999 Rachel Weiss. Brendan yeah. Fraser, the mummy, is what the we're bisexual watching. Movie. Yeah, we're watching the Rachel Weisz in that movie is the most yeah. beautiful image of a human being has yeah. ever been put to screen. That's what we're watching. I, I honestly, <laughs> I love. There's a meme out there saying like when someone asked me my sexual orientation, said the cast a, of the first mummy. The cast of the mummy. <laughs> it's yeah. like I get it. Sure, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. we're gonna do the mummy. It's gonna be fun. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this, folks, but we'll be back to normal schedule for next week, I assume. Yeah, we should be. We're Yay. my my. I'm cleared up in terms of my time once again for the moment. And his nose. <laughs> Damn well, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. It sounded like something else, but sure. Oh no, let's not go down <laughs> that route. Oh wait, <laughs> why? I'm not trying to imply that. <laughs> hey, Owen has a coke habit. Um, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> it's back to snort some coke, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>